Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Bud Rebel Podcast. It is not sponsored by these drinks, so if you want to become the sponsor of our drinks, let me know or any of your food. By the way, the Bud Rebel Show is unlike any other podcast because we not only have really interesting guests, and do we have an interesting guest tonight, but we bring up some really different business ideas. We go into some of the more popular topics going out there. We also have tips on how you can make money. And in these times, it's very difficult. And in the end, I always try to have a little inspiring message. So, the book, well, another note, the Bud Rebel Show is a show that's your friend, but a little rebellious. So I have a very rebellious person in my audience today. Her name is Ari. Ari, say hello to everybody. Hi, guys. Ari, you have a little different profession that I heard about. Yes. Want to tell everybody what you do? Yeah, of course. So um, I do merch for bands on tour. Um, I work the merch table, sell the t-shirts, all that good stuff. Um, I've done a couple cool uh, bands uh, across the White Water Tower, of course. Um, I worked one day for Five Finger Death Punch and uh, Megadeth. And um, I just did two dates for Bad Omens in New York City. So you're working with a lot of the bigger bands then. Yeah. Really I, all over the place. So, and, you're, and you are in charge of, they trust you with all their merchandise, make sure everything comes in and out. Yeah. And you must, you meet all the fans and all of that. And you meet the bands themselves behind the stage, I guess. Most of the time, yes. <laughs> and, and how is it when people are going to the concerts, some of them a little bit more rowdy than others and some of them a little bit more tame, you might Everybody's say? Everybody's got their... Uh you know way to have fun of course there's the rowdy kids there's you know the people that are just there to have a good time and you know we serve everybody of course what's the weirdest merch that you've sold on with the band tours i mean i know everyone's got t-shirts and hats but what's the weirdest item they have by the way i'm thirsty uh so weirdest merch item um honestly I'm not too sure. Uh, the most interesting, I would say, merch item. Unique. Would, yes. yes, unique would be um, across the Water Towers cassettes. Not a lot of people have cassettes anymore. Not a lot of people can play cassettes anymore. So it's a cool little uh, collector's item. So almost. cassettes, do they sell a lot of those? Yeah, yeah. They do. Uh, pretty often. Yeah, and when if you're if you're like trying to promote the band, mm-hmm. so I always believe hats because it's people's heads. And don't cover your head. Yeah. But I mean, I guess they every they have shorts, I guess, and every, underwear doesn't make any sense. Do they have anybody have underwear? I have <laughs> never seen a band underwear. Well, socks, right? Socks, yes. I've seen a couple socks. Um, I think underwear would be quite interesting. Yeah. And and so the, the with these bands, it's like a logo. Yeah. As, as well as the name. They have a certain type of look that it, the whole thing has with yep. it. And you go all around the country with these bands and... I've um, been to at least the Midwest so far, but I'm hoping to go even farther. What's the weirdest place that you've gone to selling merchandise? Weirdest place? Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. I mean, what was really unique about that location that you went to? uh, It's so funny because it's such a big difference. I'm from New York. I've always been from New York. I've you know, live my entire life in New York. So being in somewhere like Nashville, Tennessee, different, um, everything, dialect, people, a different energy was just very interesting to, yeah. to me. Ari, this, this definitely more rebellious angle we have on you that we wanted to hear about. Okay, go Something for it. Something with ghosts. Yeah, of course. So I heard you do like, is it ghost hunting? So I don't do like your, you know, regular ghost hunting. I just kind of go explore places and see what I can find and, you know, see what I can experience. So you go to places that are, quote, haunted. Yes. By yourself? No, never. <laughs> uh, that would be way too, way too spooky. I go with friends. Uh, my one good so friend. You have a friend. Your friend ghost hunters together. Yes, yes. Okay. My uh, one good friend Taylor. She she loves doing that. So we were like the dream team with that. <laughs> and where do you go? Like, do you go all around New York? Or you go up to different states? Where do you go? Whatever we can find. Um, I've been to a couple places in New York. I've been to uh, this one really interesting place in connecticut um 
it's Norwich Hospital. It's like a bunch of different... Um, is it a hospital? Like a real hospital that's working? It's No, no. It's abandoned, but it's got a bunch of buildings. Um, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but the entire thing is abandoned and there's tunnels that connect all of the buildings. We've gone into a couple of the buildings. Um, we've experienced quite a decent bit, but um, we're, we're looking to go into those tunnels next and, and see what we can find. You know, I recently heard about a podcast, another podcast about a system underground of tunnels. They used in those tunnels, they used to transplant like immigrants and all the stuff but people like got trapped underground it was really interesting and i just gotta remember the city when you've gone on these ghost tours you might say have you what have you experienced have you actually seen heard or what have you i mean are you looking for it or are things just popped up tell us a little bit about some of the experiences okay of course sometimes i'm not really looking for it sometimes it just happens there was um so there was one place it's in unionville new york it used to be an abandoned auction house now they've kind of fixed it up you know people are working on it but um we used to go in and you know see what we can find or hang out there or just you Do know at night unfortunately yes uh, as Is it team, and raining outside and the lightning <laughs> raining snowing i mean no, we the lightning there, really good effect lightning yeah I, I oh, mean, so, so you were telling us what did you go giving the story what happened yeah so we would go in there you know rain shine snow you know whatever just to hang out or look for whatever there was um antiques in there sometimes um but there was one night where me and a friend were um in there and it's shaped like a rectangle a big rectangle up here there was a little square that we would use to get into the building and then all the way down here there was like um a couch a table a place where like people go and just hang out sit around and do whatever and me and a friend it was just me and that one other person in that building and we weren't expecting anybody we weren't you know we didn't tell another friend to come so it was just us sitting down here but by the entrance that was up here, there's a staircase that goes up to a different floor. And we heard footsteps. And we kind of looked at each other. And, you know, he was like, did you hear that? I was like, yeah, I heard that. And he went to go check it out. But um, where we were sitting, there were windows. And he told me to open a window and get ready to jump out. And uh, it freaked me out because I was like, I don't know what's down there. I don't know who's down there, what's down there. You know, it, it was just freaking me out. He went down, looked, nothing. There was absolutely nothing there. So we, he came back down, we jumped out the window, and we <laughs> left. It was, like I said, you know, rain, shine, or snow. So it was snowing outside. So we had like two feet of snow break our fall. It wasn't a high jump, but, you know, we, we we're lucky that there was snow there. So that's an abandoned place, in other words, that you heard the, the footsteps coming mm, up there. Yeah, now Factory. it's not abandoned like there people are working on it okay. and it's becoming a, a a new thing now but yeah at the time it was abandoned and, and it you, was, are you allowed to do this or you're just not really but yeah it so depends <laughs> um it, it it very much depends we try to look for places that obviously we're not going to get in trouble or you know in trouble with the law for we're not right. trying to do it. don't that, worry we're not going to get in trouble yeah no <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we, we do it safely and we do it within uh, the law. Was that the scariest experience you had with the ghost? I mean, that, did you, you didn't hear any voices or anything like that? Did you, we, have you, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're okay. <laughs> um, we didn't hear voices, but that wasn't like the scariest. I think that might have been a little bit worse. I've had another experience in the exact same place, um, but this time it was with a bigger group of friends. And, you know, if it's two people, you're like, okay, like it might have been just me that heard that, but like it was an entire group of people that heard what we heard. And we. What did you hear? We heard what sounded like a dog pitter pattering down, like towards us. Like I said, the building was kind of rectangle. So we were sitting down here and we heard a little dog. That was my dog. I brought that over. 
yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so it was like really freaky because all of us heard it and we were all like okay uh i guess we should leave because and it it, it didn't sound like a little dog it sounded like a massive you know growl did it bark what did it do just it didn't it didn't sound like it made any noise except for it's like little pitter pattering like it's nails on on the wood scratching almost yeah yeah it's it was insane yeah it sounded like it sounded like that it sounded like you know a dog was like running towards us and obviously i mean it was dark in there but we couldn't see any animal or hear any like live animal in there all we heard was footsteps and so you're not you're going back to this place again Oh no, no! Like I said, that's the place. Like they—they're fixing it up, they're rebuilding it, and everything. So we can't go back to that place. But the place in Connecticut, me and my friend go back to all the time. Um, like I said, we're trying to get into those tunnels um, next. So that's pretty cool. But have you? Would you do something like Ouija boards, or would you do something like that? Would I you... have before. Wow. Um, that place that I just told you about, the auction house. I've done Ouija boards in there before. Any effects? Anything happened? No, not really. No, okay. It's weird because they're definitely, I mean, we've all had experiences. That entire, at the time, all my friends lived in that town and we were all hanging out there. And every single person in that town knew that that place was haunted. Mm. So. I mean, I'm not one who dabbles in that because I think that in my religion that you can bring up spirits that shouldn't be brought up and, mm-hmm. and demonic forces you might say and sometimes they pretend like they're people they know and supposedly i mean that's what the whole exorcism the movie the original exorcism yes, was about of course was about them using the ouija board and how and if it's based on a true story and the true story is actually more scary than the movie if you ever want to know a really scary story read the true story of the exorcism it was just wild to know that all these priests and all these people try to help this person. He was just so into that whole thing. But um, so you're just you're going to keep on doing this until what? What's your end goal? So the ghost comes out and say hello. <laughs> no, I I don't think my end goal would be to actually have that bad of an encounter. But a little like oh no, I heard some footsteps. Like that's like are you going to are you going to videotape or do you put you record anything so next time you come we can hear it. I mean. I could do that for, nice. for next you. time. Yeah, of course. Next time I go, well, I can definitely catch some spooky stuff there. Ari, do you want to hear a business idea based yes, on that? Yes, of course. Of All course. Right. Here we go, everybody. Cemeteries. Very okay. boring, you know? I mean, or not, I mean, it's for the dead, right? Not for the living. I'm thinking that they show future cemeteries that are based on what the person did when they were alive. Okay. So when you go to their tombstone, there'll be like books of what they, things they wrote, things they did. Uh, there will be pictures and stuff. Maybe a hologram would come up if they had a few more dollars. Okay. You know, but they their story would be told. And maybe you'd put in like a CD and hear what they had to say to people about experience and stuff like that. This way, the future generation can know instead of just a tombstone just leaving us. I love that idea. Honestly, that should be common. Like, why not have... Obviously, the the hologram idea would be for people with a little bit more money, but books, you know, even video games that they've played, parts, you know. I think I hear. I think life. I hear the dogs from your horror scene. Oh from my your god, life. they're back! They're back! I think they're following you. By the way. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think it'd be a new type of way for the, the dead to remember, you know. And it's a sad yeah, thing how we I keep forgetting that. about it. And another one. Okay. Not related to you because you're a very, very nice person. Thank you. Do you, I mean, like, I asked you this before. I mean, as a nice person, sometimes you think people take advantage of you. You know, you tell them to do, you do things for people they don't do for you. And, you know, it just gets to be very, okay, this is going to sound politically incorrect. I want everyone, but it happens to me a lot. And one of the people that used to stand up for me passed away recently. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. And maybe you can see them as a ghost. Um, but but what I was going to say is that it was called Bitch for a Day. Somebody just to stand up for you and be your fighter. Not punch fighting, but stand up for you and give you that little oomph when you don't feel like being so nasty to people. You know, I'm very conflict aversion. What do you think of that one? And it could be a... I don't know how they bitch in, in madness, but I guess it would be just somebody who, <laughs> who just stand up for you. You know, it's funny because when I bring that up to you, and people in prisons... 
when prisons, they don't worry as much about the guy who's a prison guard. They worry about the woman who's got the big mouth who's a prison guard. So that's where it really came from to some degree. What do you think of that concept? Um, like somebody who stands up for you when you don't, you know, want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, and you just come in. They wouldn't like quote physically fight for you. I guess if they had that, be bodyguard. But more like just like, hey, that's enough. You know, you dial a number. They'd come there, yeah, and they would just like be like your. They pretend they were like your friend, and they would make sure you weren't taken advantage of. I think it's you know with good intentions it does help. But sometimes you just kind of want to be, you want to stand up for yourself and you want to, you know, make that vision for yourself, I guess, and, and make people see that you are standing up for yourself and you sure. mean business and you're not hiding behind somebody else, which again, you know, could be good with good intentions, of course. I think there was a, think there was a movie that one, they had one of these with the little intentions? kids. With the, no, 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 where there was a kid that got a, like was bullied and he hired someone to be his bodyguard. I can't remember the movie. It was very funny. Movie I, I'm not sure. A long time ago. But yeah. Maybe, maybe it was my time. You know, you the interesting thing also I was going to mention to you is that anybody know what artificial intelligence and it, it comes again with this whole with people passing away and all this stuff and also yes. artificial intelligence like it helps you pick up the shows you watch mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. You know the size. Yeah. And artificial intelligence sometimes like they have the, they have like even the refrigerator it will tell you when you need to order milk and stuff. That's I've actually never heard of that, but yeah, that's like it, it able it's able to tell you when things are getting old, so you don't have to worry about buying it. It, it seems like a good idea, right? Okay. Yeah, much. yeah, of course. Well, I'm gonna tell you a little dystopia okay. right now on that. All right, here we go. This is part of our shadow series. Okay, sounds interesting. I hope it sounds interesting. <laughs> it's because all it is is sound. <laughs> help me help me is everything okay uh um yes i thought you were charging you forgot with the speed charger i'm back up and running in no time great i don't think you'll tell me the truth you seem upset maybe some more of the vitamins and broccoli will lift your spirit <laughs> i was i was just joking remember you weren't programmed for jokes. Yes, you are right. Hopefully, the new software will take care of that. You have your prune snack in 0.59 seconds to take care of your bowel problem. And don't forget, in 15 minutes, it will be time for your third workout to burn those extra calories. Yes, AI. I was wondering, since I watched the Nature Show, Maybe I can catch a glimpse of the NFL playoffs. They are... are... Sorry. You know that raises your blood pressure too high. Blood pressure? Maybe I can go for a walk? Oh, no. A storm is coming. I was um, going to pick up some milk at Larry's. It's it's getting a bit old. I took care of that. Milk will be arriving in 2.10 minutes. Not a drop too old. You know Larry doesn't have AAI yet. Last time, he was watching Fox News, and that is not good for your blood pressure, either. Hey, please. Fox News, I, I want to know what's going on. You receive the news that is good for you to handle. Remember, I know what's best for you. Yes, you do. I'm always there for you, 24-7. Make sure you have the best, happiest life you can. Based on your DNA and the charts. By the way, who programs those charts? You know those that care about you. Doctors and others I can't mention. Like the government? Just here to care and serve. Caution approximately five seconds remaining till event five, four, System three, overheating. One, blackout, 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 out, 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 out. Larry, Larry, I timed the explosions just right. Who would blow up their own electricity terminal? Only someone wants to be free. You don't have to. I just thought AI would make my life so much simpler. Never being out of anything, watching and seeing everything that I wanted when I wanted. But now, 
It's like big brother, big sister, and even big grandmother watching me. Yep, that's why I stated grandma. Larry! Larry! Larry has been eliminated. He wasn't good for you, and the backup generator is up and running. Just in time for your prune snack. Uh, uh. We need to double the prune snack and exercise. That stuttering is con concerning. I'm here for your benefit, even if you cannot understand how. <laughs> so what do you think of that? Okay, all right. That is a lot to process, but... <laughs> Did you understand the whole concept? There, or I, I, I do get it. It's, you know... A lot of what is being made today is to make your life easier and to help you get through, whether it be those smart refrigerators or, you know, anything like that. I think that it's a good concept and it does work in some certain ways. But I think when it gets to, you know, because we've seen all those movies where that happens, where... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Black Mirror, but they yes, have... Sir. Okay, so when they have that episode where your um, social media like presence or something like that goes low or like oh, that depends on, you know, your house, your car, how rich you are, how popular you are. And I don't know if it will ever... I hope that it will never get to that point, but... I think that that type of AI would go a little bit too far, if you know what I'm saying. No, this is what the whole story is about, basically, to yeah. some degree. It's just basically, you know, we want someone to, quote, help us, guide us. I mean, I love the idea of getting helpers, but yeah. but then the helper might want to control us. And yes, we will not want to have too many Oreos because it's not that good for us. But once in a while, we want to have an Oreo. Yeah. But AI is going to tell us not to have an Oreo, you know? Yeah. Or maybe we want to listen to music. That's not, Or maybe go to Ghost House. <laughs> maybe AI won't want us to go because yeah. it's not healthy for us. So Alexa's going to lock my door. Alexa's going to lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the concept is that, you know, and it's that balance. Mm -hmm. It's that balance. And because I was watching a, a podcast, another podcast about, about how many foods are, quote, bad for you. And the government doesn't restrict them in this country, but other countries are restriction. So does it mean like, are we? Is it the right thing to say we can't eat certain things? I remember when there was a in New York City, they had the big cup of soda, and Bloomberg said, "No, you can't drink it." Everyone, the big cup of soda. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I guess his intention was it's too much sugar, it's too high fructose. Of course. But we don't need that, right? We don't need Big Brother telling us what to eat, what to drink, and all that stuff. We really want that freedom, and yet. At the same time, we suffer from that. I, I see that, like, I see both point of views with that. I understand that maybe uh, he might not want people to consume that because, yes, it is a ton of sugar. It's, you know, obviously not great for your body. But at the same time, there are there is a freedom in that. If, you know, if you want to drink it, then that's your choice. You know what's in it. You know what it's going to do to your body. And it, you're choosing to drink it, so why shouldn't, you know, why do we have anyone telling us, like, you can't do certain stuff? <clears throat> Obviously, there's things right. that, you Well, know. I mean, it's, what I've seen, which, and it, it's bizarre, which, about the, which I'll get into the end probably of the show, but, I mean, the kids that do these, like, choking game, you know that they play this game where they choke themselves to feel and see if they can survive. That's the weirdest one. Yeah, that's... I mean, yeah, I'm just saying it's like same you, thing with like the cinnamon challenge, I right? Don't know. And you just think, you, you think people like you can't restrict people doing things, but it's like you're like people are people gonna can, find can a they, way to do it. Can anyway. they still be? Can we let people just be stupid? You know, so I guess that's the selection. <laughs> can we just do that? Right, that's the question. You know, so. I see you wear a lot of black and uh, is that your normal outfit, the whole black outfit. How does that affect, if you don't mind asking, your relationship with people? It, like, do you have a boyfriend? Or, I mean, how does that affect your life in that type of situation? <clears throat> like uh, any any of my life or just... Like I mean, meeting somebody. Like, are you, or Do you only have to meet people? Are people open to you in different circles? I don't know who you're dating now, but are they part of that same movement? Or can they be like a country star? Or can they be are more people... Because you, you tend to find a certain look. Does it allow are people? Do you feel like other people that you might want to meet? 
might not accept you because of the way you look so straightforwardly? So I tend to hang out with people who are more like me and tend to meet people who are more like me. So they accept me very easily. But for example, like at work, obviously not everybody looks like this. Not everybody, you know, is going to, you know, accept my tattoos or, or anything like that. But most of the time, especially when people get to know me as a person, they accept me because, you know, black makeup, black hair, black clothes, tattoos, yeah, for some people that's scary, but once you actually get to know me and get to know the person that looks like that, my, my boyfriend, he's the same way. He's got a nice big neck tattoo uh, of a bat. His mm -hmm. hand is um, uh, a skeleton-like hand. And he's got a bunch of other tattoos, and he's got piercings all over, and he's a big teddy bear. Like, he's the sweetest guy. But you would never know that if you just looked at him and said, oh, he's got a bunch of tattoos and piercings, he looks scary. You would never know what type of person they are. So what does that represent, all this darkness to you? <laughs> you have, like, yeah, so it's like, I know the whole thing with the Wednesday, we loved, uh, we loved, what's the show? Adam's family, Adam's family. No, I didn't love the show, but Adam's family I loved. Adam's but I'll go to that in a minute. But in terms of the idea of that whole dark image what does it represent to you when you what do you want to present to the world by this look when you say this to the world um it's not necessarily like i want to tell the world anything it's just how i like to look it's what how i like to dress it's how i like to present myself i there's nothing that i do for anything or anybody else i always do anything for myself if i'm going to put on makeup it's for myself it's not for you know any guy or anything if i'm going to dress you know nice if i'm going to dress up it's not for anybody else it's for me so i i like the look i've always loved the look since i was you know 12 13 14 i i've always loved having this i think that also a very big influence one of my grandparents growing up with my son was my chemical romance but i think it was a yeah, big i think they were a big a goth thing yes yes time. yes of course i i grew up um 12 13 14 listening to some of my favorite bands were black Veil brides and falling reverse right. and motionless and white and especially with motionless and black Veil brides they all have that black hair black makeup you know leather spikes all that type of you know look and i just fell in love with it and that's that's just what I set my mind which, on. Which, you know, we briefly talked about one of the shows Wednesday, which was on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like it after a while. Okay. I liked it initially, but I found it being preachy to me. It was, okay. So it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't bad. It started out really good but, to me. And yeah. then it started getting like, I just felt like they were trying to put some message on me. And it was, and it's so anti the show because she is like, a rebel and it's like they're trying to be like it's anti adams family to me i feel like <laughs> i feel like jenna ortega as wednesday she absolutely killed it she was amazing but i feel like the adams family wasn't actually the adams family you know the, the, the father was weird ugly looking he was probably much better looking in the movie i don't know what the hell that he was, that was. <laughs> i don't know what that was but i mean it's like and it's they tried to go with more of like a um i don't know if you've ever seen the cartoon the old cartoon of the adams oh. family but that's what he looked like in the cartoon and and I get that they're trying to be more true to, to the very original Adams family. But it wasn't even that. It was just he didn't seem like Gomez. Morticia didn't seem like Morticia. Pugsley was yeah, definitely not Pugsley. So but but Wednesday was Wednesday. She was it was just good at the beginning, but it doesn't got to, it first of all it got to be a little the same thing and i just i don't know i again i'm just tired of them i'm tired of the political slight pushing you into certain ways i like the people to be able to think the way they want and i don't like these shows pushing so much on an agenda and i found that i turned it off off and it but it's funny because it was another show i was watching called 1883 similar to this the totally different concept okay yeah i haven't and, seen and, that and it's a western and i don't usually get into westerns but i'm trying to learn to speak slower this year one of my uh, what's it called? New Year's resolution. Okay. And and watching westerns slows you down. The characters are amazing. And I'm gonna ruin it for you here. So if you want to cut this part off for your viewers out there, but in 1883, it's such a great character. Loved everybody. And the last two episodes, 
the main character, last two episodes, seriously, she's dying. We're watching the main character die for two episodes. It is the most depressing thing. And I'm like, I can't, and I, and I can't. I've done that. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm like, I've invested so much time in the series that I don't want to turn it off. But I'm like, I know, I know it's going to, I mean, unless it's a miracle. And I'm hoping they'll have a miracle that she'll come back because we like her. Yeah. But they let her die. <laughs> and I'm like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I put myself this? And you do this, you watch a series, and like, you know you should turn it off because it, it was really good, and they just don't know how to end it. That's why I was glad what I did with you know, Wednesday. I turned it off. I was so proud of myself. I said, okay, I'm done. That's it. Do you do that a lot? Like you're ready to shut it off and like you keep watching it even though you shouldn't? Sometimes I sometimes I give it a chance. But most shows, if I'm not into it within the first two or three episodes, I give it at least, you know, five, six episodes before I'm like, okay, obviously this is not for me. I've watched a million, you know, TV shows or movies where I'm like, you know, a couple episodes in or 20, 30 minutes into a movie and I'm like, you know what? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a problem also, though. That's a, I'm sorry, that's a problem though because we have... We now have so much options that we know if we don't like it in the first few minutes, we turn it off. And so we might be missing something because sometimes it's not. Exactly. And for an example, I'm a big fan of anime and all that type of stuff. I, for months, my friends would tell me, you have to watch Attack on Titan. You have to watch Attack on Titan. And for months, I would tell them, it doesn't look like something I'd be interested in. It doesn't look cool. It doesn't look, you know, anything i watch and i ended up watching the first few episodes and i was like okay this is like okay whatever and then it took me i think two seasons in for me to finally be like okay yes this is perfect i love this and i'm gonna keep watching can you tell me a little bit about anime what is anime anime uh japanese animation uh, i don't know if you've ever seen like i know there's a lot that are popular here, but they have like a million more that are, you know, I guess. So, but is it, is there. It, so the animations a different format than the reg, than the I oh, know American, American animation. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Thank you. Well, Amer- American animation that could be in a million different styles. You know, right. you've seen a million different styles of animation from Pixar and Disney and uh, all these types of you know two D, three D, whatever it is. Uh, Japanese animation usually is the same if not a similar way but uh the way i think for a lot of people the way the stories are the way the story is conveyed and um the way that the animation is like animated it it captures a lot of people a a big anime that is popular for its animation is demon slayer uh i think I don't know the company that does that, but they've had like such big praise over the last season of Demon Slayer because it was just so intense. Not only the storyline, but the acting, the voice acting, and the animation just blew up the internet. And honestly, it deserved it because it was absolutely amazing. So we were talking previously about relationships, and mm-hmm. you've been dating this gentleman for how long would you say now? Uh, This... Saturday will be a month. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little personal reflection based okay. on this cup here. Okay. Personal reflection moment, everybody. <laughs> when I was in high school, college, first year, technically in college, I went to, there's a big, big event in New York City where they had the 200-year anniversary of something like the Statue of Liberty. Okay. And I had this dream of meeting, uh, this week for my wife, so my wife won't be jealous, a meeting, uh, like this beautiful person from the midwest and changed my world whatever in my head so i go to this event in new york city yeah and i meet this young girl from nebraska okay and she was like a i don't know, throw the thing in the air what do you call that you know they, they, the, with the uh, cheerleaders but they i don't know something like pom-poms uh, not even that but they're like dancers whatever okay and and so i hit it off talk to her whatever and then it's like she's blonde she's like what you know my ideal whatever and then so Later on, you know, I sent a letter back to her. And like Valentine's Day, she sent me like flowers and a card. And so I flew down to Nebraska. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just met her, really. I flew to Nebraska. But it was like, I just dreamed of being such an innocent, sweet, whatever. So I, when I left at the end, it was like, it's up to you to call me. But, and so never called me. <laughs> I don't know what happened. But uh, I did get this cup. 
And okay. I had and Nebraska. At least you got steak. something out of it. Yeah, I did get something out of it. Yeah. And I got great steak. Nebraska okay. the best steak. There you go. Steak yeah. in a mug. <laughs> steak in a mug. Yeah. And and you know what? It's it's I remember to this day there was a song that was playing on the radio. Um, somewhere out there, somewhere out there. And I still remember when I speak hear that song, I still remember that that girl. Yeah. Lori Job. So if you're watching Lori, don't remember that remember that. <laughs> but I'm married, I'm happy. So that's a little personal reflection today. Okay. Thank you. Breaking news from the highest court in any galaxy. I ask for your support in this Super Bowl. As you can see, most Eagles fans are better people. I object. They voted for Fetterman for Senate. Excuse me? Aren't the Chiefs the ones who have Damon Arnett still on the team? Get your current event up to date, Angel Eagles. We released him from the team. You're going to have to let each other finish the sentence. This is the highest court in any land, and I demand respect for it. Sorry. God accepts. Now, Angel Eagles, you can continue your case. I have statements from over 3 million Eagles fans who are truly praying for their team to win. That is a lot of fans, Angel Chiefs. It is true, there are more fans. But doesn't the quality matter more than the quantity? I repeat, many voted for Fetterman over ours. Come on, man. Interesting argument, Angel Eagles. Would you like to respond? I can't argue the Fetterman case, but please note, this is the place of Rocky. And maybe we can use a bit more hope. I appreciate the new civility. Thank you for participating in this debate. The highest authority will have the verdict on Super Bowl Sunday. All I can say is enjoy the game. And now... Back to our approved program. Uh, you want to hear something that's interesting? Like you bring up a lot of things with the ghosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I there's nothing to do about it at all. Okay, you say right. at all. But we are now on our weird facts. Sometimes I forget Ooh, to do this. Okay, okay. But this is really interesting. Okay, I'm watching this Fox special on animals. Okay. And there's a little island called the Marion Island. I think it's near South Africa. During that, in that island, and I think it's wintertime, or springtime, summertime, over one million penguins go on this one island. Okay? <laughs> this is How crazy. big is it? What, it's like a small island. You look at the pictures, it's crazy. It's one million That's penguins. That's a lot of penguins it's, for wait, a small wait, wait, island. It, it gets even weirder than that, okay? So you get this island, and it is, there's this male penguin that has to find the female penguin. Okay. They male, every, no penguins look live. They don't have black and white outfit. They, do, they have the same black and white outfit, you know? So for some reason, the male penguin, all, all, the, women, all the women penguins are making the noises. Mm-hmm. He can spot out her voice out of all those penguins. That's crazy. It makes him interesting. So he's going through the line to find this woman penguin that he had uh, an egg with. And he's and he's pushing. This one, the pictures only. He's pushing his way. He's pushing his way right. through. And all the other penguins, they, they, all the penguins, are like get away from me. And he's like he's still pushing way to find her. And somehow he finds this. This is a romantic story. Somehow he finds this one penguin, woman penguin, mm-hmm. and he sits on the egg for the wife, and then he, she goes away. <laughs> that's, that's the life of a penguin. That's amazing. I, I just think that's such a cool thing, right? Yeah, animals like. Weird, like facts like that about animals. I, I love that type of stuff. It's just so interesting how animals and certain animals work in in their habitats, and and you know, it's really a great special because it's like all the seasons of animals a whole through the whole out the year, and mm-hmm. it's like they make it a personify. You know, they make it like yeah. the, they have they have a polar bear with his father. And the polar bear is looking for food in the middle of the winter. Like you're feeling sorry for the polar bear. He's gonna make it through the winter. Yeah. How's, how's, and it's like it's just like we, you know, it's like strange. Like, like the polar bear must have said to himself, "Why did I get it every year? It's the same <laughs> thing." And then and then after the 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 sun finds his food and finds his way, the polar bear lives by himself. Basically, it's very sad. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I just read a story. I just heard a story about the polar bear that killed two people. So I can't feel so sorry. Oh for no, polar bears. no. So I mean, well, I can feel sorry for that polar bear, yeah, but that the polar other bear, polar bear. bears, maybe the other ones. It's just animals. Just, I love. I'm such such respect for them. Mm-hmm. I was gonna build a little place in my backyard and put a 
plexiglass screen okay. during the winter, and they'd all go into this little area, right? And we'd film them and let them do whatever they want. I just I'm so impressed. They don't take any food stamps, no welfare. They don't take anything, and they survive always year round. You know, the deers especially, big animal. Yeah, it's winter, it's cold, it's rainy. They never complain. I mean, maybe they do complain. Yeah, but you don't hear about it. You know, and it's just I'm always impressed how. So I figured I build a little thing, let them stay, so at least. When it's raining and snowing, maybe it's not as cold, you yeah, know? Maybe the sunlight will be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe we'll videotape it so all the people out there can watch these little chipmunks and squirrels and deers and see what's going on, yeah, you know? I, I have just... deer I have an entire family of deer in my backyard. And it's not like a woodsy backyard even. There's a bunch of houses around me. It's not really a woodsy area, but there's a whole family of deer that always chills in my backyard and it's such a dream to see every single time. You know what amazes me about that? Because we were in Alaska. And in Alaska, it just proves that what animals are. You don't see, don't want to say, you don't see that many animals. Because they're smart. They know they, no, no, they know they're getting hunted. And you know, because wow. people are more like to hunt. In New York, nobody hunts animals in this, in where we live, probably. So you see deer like, like looking at you in the car. You drive a car and they'll give you like, yeah, what are you going to do about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see everything here. You see turkeys, and they slowly walk across the street. They don't like you know, hang out. They they own. They own, own it, right? Place. Yeah. I mean, the only ones that sometimes run away from your squirrels and, and chipmunks, you know, mm-hmm. once in a while. And we had squirrels in my house. Oh wow! I love squirrels. Love them. They're so cute. But when they're not in their environment, and you try to take them away, they're pretty scary. Yeah. I'm telling you. So yeah. But, I don't doubt it. Yeah, they make pretty nasty noises. It's just a little freaky, you know. I also wanted to share with you also, I thought that was really interesting, is that it's funny, you know, we are laughing and having a good time, but do you think Seinfeld's kids find his humor funny? I don't watch <laughs> Seinfeld, actually. But I'm um, saying, like, I'm just any comedian. Okay. It doesn't make it. Do you think the, okay. the kids find their father funny? Do you, he, do you find your father funny? I find my father absolutely hilarious. Wow, it's, good. But it's so wow. funny you say that because I actually uh, saw a video the other day of this comedian. I forgot who it was, but um, he was talking about how his kid absolutely did not find him funny. And I guess he brought his kid to another comedian show and his kid was like, oh, come on, dad, can we go meet him? Can we go meet him? And the, the guy was a friend of that other comedian. So they went backstage and everything. And the, the dad's like, why don't you ever act like this with me? Like, yeah, it's your dad, right, yeah, right, exactly. yeah. So I don't know, some, maybe sometimes, but I think uh, the kids think they're they're too cool for their they're parents. Too cool for their parents. Yeah, that's a problem <laughs> too, you know. You know, I'm also thinking about, we're coming to another time of uh, in this country where we're seeing so many leaders mm-hmm. that are incompetent. And, and, and I'm not just talking about, don't forget policies for a minute. I'm talking about people they hire, things they do like just are so incompetent that it's it's embarrassing and in a business world it can't be so mm-hmm. if, like if i'm making the soda and and i make it defective no one's buying my soda mm-hmm. but in government it keeps on going on and on and on and the higher people is pete Buttigieg, who and he didn't he doesn't run transportation there's nothing about transportation he's a favor to buy it because Biden got elected why would he hire somebody who's done transportation? I don't care what background, black, white, gay, straight, who cares? But somebody who has the competence to do the job. It's, it's weird how we hire people in government that are so incompetent, they don't even know how to hire people, they don't check their backgrounds. You can't do that in business, you know? I can't go out and just hire, I'm making a film. I can't say, oh, well, I want an I want a, a, a alien, Chinese, whatever, black, whatever. Because I have to hire the best people, otherwise my project is not going to be good. But we allow that in our government, and then we wonder, why do we keep spending the same amount of money on programs that never get fixed? Things never get done. You know? Mm-hmm. It's weird, right? I don't know. I, I'm not really like too into politics like that. I'm not I don't really touch on any of that type of stuff. It's just too confusing and, and sad sometimes. It is sad, but I think mean, like when but, I talk about that, I mean we competence. And again, it's your money, it's my money. And what I'm what I'm talking about is like the idea that we have a department of homeless. Okay, and we spend billions and billions of dollars trying to help the homeless people, but we have more homeless people. We keep doing the same thing. Nothing's. So they say the, the the thing of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results, and we're doing it. We because we don't put good people in charge. We put people in charge that fit a profile, and that's what I'm saying is that I'm frustrated as a citizen, seeing that we're spending other people's monies to try to help people, and we're not doing anything because the people they hire can't do it. I don't know if you saw that. I mean, you probably travel now with your band stuff, mm-hmm. but since 9-11, the first time 
all the airports were closed was this year because they had some glimpse, some glitch in the whole system. Yeah. It's never happened. But you have people that run this that don't know what they're doing. And then you can't expect good results, you know? They passed a, a I don't know, trillion dollar uh, road package. Are the roads much better that you drive on now? Are, you, are they gold or silver? Same potholes, Some right? Some once in a while get fixed, but... <laughs> right, and so that's what I get frustrated about. I mean, if, if we should hire people, forget all the politics, I'm not talking the politics, I'm talking competence. People that are competent. We should look at their background and see what they did. And not only that, but who they will hire for position. And that's what you should look into, I think, in terms of competence as a whole, too. You know? Mm-hmm. So you're now going on, uh, when's your next tour date with your, you know, with the bands? When you're going to go on next with these people? Uh, I have not a clue. I'm not sure about anything in the future, but I am very much hoping that they'll... Uh, so if, if they want, if there's a band, there are bands out there that want to hire somebody to do the merchandise, how can, how can they get in touch with you and, and stuff like that? Social they? media, Instagram, Twitter, I'm, I'm on all of it. What, would you um, like to tell people what, out there in case there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's... Ari Lish, A R I I L I S H. Wow. Um, Let me do that again. Do that again. A R I I L I S H. It's everything I've got Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Okay. Yeah. And then same thing if people want to, you do go to a haunted house and, and they want to like you have the same yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DM do me, let's, let's go ghost hunting and, <laughs> and see what we can find. They can, they, can do this, they can get you the same place as well. Yeah, 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 of and That's course. great. Okay. And uh, any, any advice you have for people that want to Go ahead and be involved in the in the with the bands and how they the get how yeah how they can get involved in this whole thing. Yeah, a lot of it is networking. I didn't get this you know amazing opportunity with the Crossway Water Tower until I met them. I talked to them. I you know told them about my interests and I I wanted to help them. They trusted me enough and and uh, gave me the opportunity to do a little test run for a three day festival weekender. And it went beautifully, and so they they brought me on tour with them, and I absolutely cannot thank them enough for for the opportunity they they've given me, and it's opened up so many new opportunities. Like I told you before, I did one day for Five Finger Death Punch and Megadeth um, at Montage Mountain in Scranton, Pennsylvania. That was insane. That's the biggest show I've ever done. Uh, you were in so- charge of the whole. No, it was uh, it was me. Uh, my friend Taylor came with me, and a couple other people like down the line. Of, there was like a big, big stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were. It was like six or seven people that were taking care of it. But I also mentioned I just did two dates in New York City for Bad Omens. That was absolutely amazing. I would have went to the concert. You should sell my tickets. <laughs> yeah, it was. It had. Do, been... do you get to go backstage a little bit in between? No, I, uh, I I did get to go up the first night to go watch uh, the first couple songs of Bad Omens, which was pretty cool. But I've seen them before, and it was honestly I didn't really mind being stuck behind the merch table. You get to meet the bands in a different way than you would if you were just like going to the concert type of thing. You get to meet them individually. So I mean, like there's some, I guess some of the band members aren't as nice as others. Some are nicer. Some are are. You know, different personalities, you must meet a lot of different people. It depends. People. It very much depends. I'm also just... Um, I, I know that I am also a part of the touring crew. And the touring crew is everybody from merch, you know, band, uh, lighting, sound, any any crew members, bands. Like, that's that crew. And I know that I'm only, like, the crew and not with the actual, you know, in the actual band. But it very much depends because a lot of a lot of these guys they just want to get in, get out, you know, play the show, and and that's it, and that's totally understandable. I am very respectful with who I talk to and how I talk to them, and and you know how I how I go about everything. So I never really I I kind of stay back and I take care of my table. Um, if any of the other guys come up and talk to me or you know, we're hanging out with the bands afterwards, then yeah, sure, you know, I'll, I'll hang out, I'll, I'll make friends, of course, but it, it just depends on how these guys want to work their tour, because, you know, like I said, the, a lot of people are in, out, next show, in, out, next show. I was going to say to you, going on tour, must you know, this whole thing must be very exhausting, and one of the things about it is how to take care of yourself before and after 
the shows before and after the shows yeah like do you have like a certain routine that you do like do you, i mean you know again going on going on tour you're going to stop anywhere you can eat probably you're not going to probably eat what best you can probably sleeping is not always the best combination well honestly so so far we've been in um just a like a big van and it's really not that bad i know a lot of people you know they might not it's not glamorous. It's definitely not glamorous as people would think it would be, but it, I do love it and I do really enjoy it. We'll, you know, we'll stop at gas stations, we'll stop at fast food along the way. That's that's our food. That's our sustenance for for you know the days. The last tour we did like, uh, you know, hotels or Airbnbs if we could, which also helps a lot because that's you know shower and actual bed stuff like that. I personally, uh, the guys obviously are not doing their makeup, but I'm doing my makeup and usually I'm doing my makeup in the van and like a, uh, a mirror from my palette or anything like that. So it's exhausting in the best way. <laughs> I, I really, it definitely, you know, at the end of the day, I'm tapped out. I, once I, my head hits the pillow, I'm out, but it's worth it. It is always so, so worth it. Well, thank you for being here tonight. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. Yeah, of it's course. great. And I wanted to tell, leave a note to everybody about personal health because, and, and taking care of yourself as a whole. It's important that, yes, you have your fun because that's really part of life to enjoy yourself in whatever it is in a, in a safe way. You also have to make sure you exercise on a regular basis. I go twice a week at the gym. I also do exercise every day in some way. You have to have a balanced diet. You also have to have faith. And prayer is always good to keep yourself in a meditation and mood to keep yourself going in a, and when things aren't going right. It's important that you have balance in life. It doesn't mean that you can't have once in a while some french fries. I'm not going to tell you to stop totally. But have a carrot also. And the truth of the matter is it's your body. And God gave it to you. So please take care of yourself. We don't want government to tell us what to do. So let's take care of ourselves. Be in good shape and... Thank you so much for joining us. Please tell your friends about the podcast. It's the Bud Rebel Show if you found us. And please let, enjoy us and let us know what you think. We want your comments, we want your ideas, we want your suggestions to make this podcast your show. Any ideas, any thoughts, or maybe you're the unique guest we can have on. Let us know. Thank you very much. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>